Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, we all know that Americans love TV, and of course they love podcasts because you listen to one, but we're watching more TV than ever before, but not in the same way. Did you know that an estimated 40 million Americans will cut the cable cord this year? And one of the companies helping us break our cable habit is Roku. Now, there's more to Roku than a box to stream your favorite shows. The company is breaking records in content and advertising. And joining us today to talk about the advertising side of the business and about content is Allison Levin, Roku's Vice President of Global Ad Revenue and Marketing Solution. Allison, welcome to All Business. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Jeffrey. It's good to have you. I I was looking through your background and I understand that you were the very first ad salesperson hired at the company. What was that like? Yeah, it's been a, a pretty incredible six and a half years. Um, you know, I, a job before Roku's, we were really focused on selling video advertising to major Fortune 500 clients. And they were really early in focusing on connected TV and OTT. And during my time there, I started noticing through the research that we were doing that one OTT was growing. And this was, you know, 2012. So this was yeah, years ago. Way back. OTT, this yeah, is cutting, way back. cutting edge, bleeding yeah. edge. <laughs> before, you know, before, and the, the players were totally different too, right? Yeah. It was Crackle and iFood TV. The channels were totally different. But one, I continue to see just the, the overall uh, growth of time spent was happening even back then. And then the second thing is we continued to do research and I continuously saw that OTT performed better than desktop and mobile video. And totally. as a sales leader, you know, the best thing is to stand in front of a product that's superior, right? It makes your job so much easier. And so Roku had reached out to me about a business development role. And I said to them where they were working on you know, some of the deals with publisher partners that they were standing up. And, and I said, you know, I'm not interested really in that type of role, but if you guys are going to start a sales organization to sell advertising, like that's an area that I think I can help you a lot with, and there's a credible opportunity. And so, you know, the rest is history. At the time we were um, a tiny room of seven or eight people. Uh, It was right above a sleepies on 34th street the last person out set the alarm and took the garbage out. So we were sure. definitely part of a larger company. Roku was established already, um, but the ad business was certainly a startup. Uh, so it's been quite an, an amazing journey. And our team's charter today, uh, or really since we started, was just to help brands connect to the 51 million active households and, and over you know nearly 150 million consumers across the platform. So whether that be you know the Coca Colas of the world, the Fords of the world, or that's Disney Plus and building audience on those channels, and more so too is the D 2 C clients, the Pelotons of the world, the smaller businesses too that want access to the television screen. Um, so again, you know, incredible growth. We grew again a hundred percent year over year in, in the fourth quarter on video impressions served, and so it's been um, an incredibly fun journey. 
Well, and you've kind of become the big gorilla. I mean, when you think about, you know, the boxes and and being able to serve streaming TV, a lot of people would think, hey, Apple's the big one, right? But I can tell you where C-Suite TV is on Roku, it's on Apple, it's on, you know, all of the different boxes that are out there and uh, and lots of other places as well. Even in, even in elevators and buildings, you'll see a C-Suite TV. But I will tell you our number one, our number one is Roku. And we see more people watching there than anywhere else. And so hats off to you for building up a great brand. Yeah, it is interesting. Like we, especially when we started the ad business, you know, we would go into agencies and clients and say, you know, who here has a Roku? And almost everyone at that point early on had Apple TV. But the reason was it was so coastal. You know, it was the New York and the L.A. groups that, you know, were Apple junkies where all what was happening was the middle of America was all falling in love with their Roku devices. And we moved beyond the pucks and sticks that I think a lot of people know about Roku. And we created TV integrations a little over six years ago. And then the business just continued to skyrocket from there. Um, So now, you know, when we go into rooms with agencies and clients, the vast majority, and we just, you know, started the call today, like, I love my Roku. I use it all the time. Like it's just now it's a household name where people really do have an emotional attachment to their Roku device, which of course makes my job a lot easier. How has COVID helped you this year in terms of, you know, a lot of people had downturns in businesses, but many, many businesses, including ours at the C-Suite Network, we had record growth, you know, certainly for our content, we've had record growth. How's it been for Roku? Yeah. I mean, there's two two different sides or three different sides of the business and, and how we make money. One is we have a team that, you know, just sells devices, works on TV integrations to get more active households. And our belief is that all TV will be streamed and, and connecting all consumers yeah. with the ability to stream. Um, then there's the content side of our business, which is you know, the relationships that we have, the major channel partners and the more streaming, the more subscribers, the more money Roku makes on that end. And then the third side of the business, the one I run is the advertising business. So right when COVID hit, number one and number two accelerated. People went out and got a Roku device. People cut the cord because of economic uncertainty. They also had the time to figure out how to cut the cord. Live sports went away. And so their need to to get a device increased. So we saw that accelerate. And have on-demand content, right? I mean, on-demand content being the key to, to watch it when you want to watch it. If you want to sit down and watch all eight seasons of Downton Abbey two times in a row, you can do that if you'd like, right? Exactly. And we all had endless time, right, to, yeah. to at home. I mean, also needed to figure out how to entertain kids or to work out, right? So all of these things, you know, you relied more heavily on content or on streaming than ever before. Um, and so the content side too, same way, subscriptions. And I think you probably saw, you know, everyone saw this in the market, an increase in Netflix user, an increase in Disney Plus users, that increased. Right as COVID hit, the ad business had the same reaction. I think the market had a very immediate where people's creative was wrong. If I'm, yeah. you know, TGI Fridays, I can't be advertising. Go to my TGI Fridays right yeah. at the end of March, early April. But then what we saw was as brands took a step back, reassessed what their creative should be and got back into market, they came back to streaming before they came back to linear. It was a, It's a more effective medium. You could target to the right audience. You can measure the results. It's more flexible. You could turn it on or off in any given day, which people needed. You know, every state had a different... Um, policy that they were enforcing. So 
a restaurant company needed the ability to turn it on, turn it off, have different creative messaging. Um, so we, you know, we saw in the third quarter our largest ever year-over-year growth in new advertisers on the platform ever. And that's including early on in the business when we were just in hyper, hyper, hyper growth mode. All these clients who were late to start with streaming, looked at the ecosystem, saw streaming was booming, saw linear was declining, saw a world without live sports or new programming, and invested in streaming. And then what we see is once they come to the platform and spend TV budgets, which is a million dollars, their retention rate's 96% plus. So it just brought this whole new cohort of advertisers to the platform. Speaking of ads and platforms, I need to take a quick break and I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as I bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV, world's largest business podcast network. I'm talking to Allison Levine, Roku's Vice President of Global Ad Revenue and Marketing Solutions. We're talking about how we've made this transition into a digital world. You know, there used to be a saying, why would you trade broadcast dollars for digital pennies? Well, now they're digital dollars. That's a fact. Streaming dollars. Hey, people love data and ratings. How do you use data in your ad sales? I'd like to know about that. How are you? Because you just mentioned something before the break. You said something about being able to target in one state or another. You know, we find with podcast advertising and with digital streaming ad, you can actually pick cities, you can pick geographies, you can pick, you know, can pick counties, you can do a lot of different things with that used to be able to do more on broadcast. Can you do that as well in the streaming? Yeah, Data is the number one key component of how this, why this platform is so powerful. And it shows up in two key ways. One is how you find the right audience at the right moment, leveraging that data. And then the second is measurement and, and making sure that your advertising is working. So taking a step back on how those two, like some examples of how that comes to life. One is because we are integrated into television sets. We understand not only what's happening in streaming, but also what's happening in linear viewership. How many times do my Coca-Cola ad show up on the TV glass? Because as a consumer, you don't care where you saw that ad or you don't remember. You just know you saw that ad X amount of times and that's what drives your performance. So we've been really helping brands understand holistic reach and frequency, how many times they've delivered an ad overall on the television screen, And then how do you actually activate against that that data? So for example, if I'm Coca-Cola and I've already reached Jeffrey, your household 10 times, I simply don't want to reach your household again. It's too much. We suppress them on Roku's end. So you don't- And and then go buy somewhere else. I'll go go convert the dollars over to somewhere where it's more effective on my conversion. Exactly. But if you you only hit Allison's household three times, we'll heavy up to make sure you hit that magical 10 number that you're trying to get. So that can you, can you eventually match it to if I let's imagine that it's a Mercedes or whatever, and I, I just bought a Mercedes. Can you start matching it to the household at some point? A hundred percent. So that is, that is one of the most powerful things. So let's take, for example, we have a Kroger partnership. Yeah. But by Um, the way, the reason I want to do that is because if I'm the CMO of, of Mercedes, that guy already bought, I don't need to advertise him anymore. I just need to thank him. Right. Yes. I mean, that, like, for instance, um, an example that we use often to help make this come to life is cat litter. Mm-hmm. You either are an owner of a cat or you're not. And right. 
for you know broadcast advertising, for linear advertising, you were going to reach everybody regardless if they have a cat or not. And it's not like, oh, maybe I'll buy this cat litter if I don't have a cat. You're not even paying attention to that. Ad. Wasted dollars. Wasted dollar. For us, yeah. the vast, vast majority of the advertising that runs in the platform is targeted to the right audience, someone who has a cat, someone who's in market for a Mercedes. Um, and then we tie it to attribution. Did you go to the dealership? Did you actually buy a Mercedes? Did you actually go to the store, the Petco store, um, after you saw that ad, et cetera? Our Kroger partnership is a perfect example of that, where we married together the data from the number one grocer in the US with our scale and premium inventory. And what we found is that this continues to drive really high return on ad spend for the clients. For Campbell's, uh, Snyder's, the pretzel brand within Campbell's, they saw a 250% um, increase of return on ad spend when targeting the right audience who was actually going to be in market for pretzels. And so we can, one, find them, and then two, understand attribution. How, and then how, do you get, how do you get that data? How do you get the data? And more importantly, I'm thinking as a CMO or head of the business, how do I match that data? So we, and one of the most powerful things that I, um, when I found this out during the interview process of Roku, I, my mind was just, there's no way uh, that this company is not going to be a leader in advertising. Mm-hmm. When Roku, when a Roku device is set up, uh, you enter your credit card information, your billing address, and your email. Um, and, and the reason that you do that is the same way with your iPhone, where you have billing and you subscribe. And it's a really incredible benefit for consumers that you have that. The um, that direct connection to a consumer is the engine of everything we do, and it allows us to match in a safe, user-compliant way to other data companies to help with one-to-one direct matching to find the right household and then attribution on the back end. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that your email is much like a social security, your phone number is much like social security. Of course, your credit cards, you can match that to some extent, although that's a little bit more suppressed. But if you can do that, you can be able to match people, which I think is pretty good. Hey, yeah. You know, and 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 a lot, some people would say, hey, sometimes that's creepy. No, no, no. It's just no different than at my local Irish pub. When I walk in, they know what I like to drink and they have it on the counter by the time my rear end hits the chair. That's service. It's not creepy. It's just great service. And that's what this is about. Let me ask you that now that cord cutting is accelerating, do you find what you're doing easier to sell? I mean, I got to imagine in the early days, there weren't a lot of agencies returning the calls. You were really hustling. You were having to really push it. Is that different now? Yeah. I mean, the the hustle, uh, we're still hustling every day. And from yeah. our perspective, you know, we've only just began what we believe is the right sizing of spend um, to consumption, to buy TV like you watch TV. Uh, but early on, for sure, many people didn't have Roku devices. They didn't know what it was. Um, they didn't necessarily believe that core cutting was going to be the trend that we saw that it would be. We knew it would be because, of, you know, all the focus that we had on our business. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I early on, I used to just fly across the company, across the country, plugging in Roku devices for clients and agencies and showing them where the ads were. You know, everyone is a case study of one, everyone. And so, you know, I had many CMOs who, you know, only watch live sports. And so they didn't really understand the platform or what it looked like. But the the number one, even though I believe we have one of the best sales organizations out there, 
the number one indicator of if someone's going to be a Roku advertising customer is if they're a Roku user. If you have a Roku device and you turn it on and you see the ad experience for yourself, you understand how it looks, um, you understand its performance. And so the more CMOs that have Roku devices and Roku TVs, the stronger our business continues to get. So yeah, the cord cutting accelerating is has only helped us. And it's only at this point, it's not about if you should buy Roku, it's how much, how much of your budget needs to shift and what's the right audience, what are the right executions, video uh, sponsorship and other. That's fantastic. So live events like sports, award shows and, and news has become traditional TV's big lifeblood. What kind of programming is most successful on Roku? Yeah, it's a great, I mean, we, it's a great question. I think we started with VOD to our you know conversation before a lot of people were watching on demand content. Um, but we are really seeing, especially in the Roku channel, which is our owned and operated channel, it's the fastest growing channel in the platform's history. And we're seeing that live sports, uh, we're seeing that live news, we're seeing kids content, all of those are growing incredibly fast. Um, consumers like live, they don't like the business model of a linear package, right? So how can they get that content? Another great example is that of this is with the data that we have, which we talked about before, we're able to understand what happened with viewership for March Madness, comparing this year's viewership to two years ago, because March Madness didn't happen last year. And what we saw was streaming increased around 80% from 2019 to this year, and then linear was down 24%. So consumers are just finding new and different ways in the ways they want to watch it to watch live sports. And so there's still interest. It's just shifting how how it's happening. All right. Let me take another quick break. And I want to come back and and talk about the upfronts. I want to know a little bit more about your perspective there. We'll be right back after this message. Hey, from an ad sponsor. Go figure. C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody, we are back right here, and we're live casting on LinkedIn and Facebook as I bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio, talking with Allison Levine, Roku's Vice President of Global Ad Revenue and Marketing Solutions, the very first ad employee at the company. I mean, you talk about a pioneer, man, bleeding edge, bleeding edge. Now, speaking about bleeding edge, although you're becoming a little bit more traditional, what I would say by traditional is you're active in the upfronts, like the traditional TV networks. What are you guys doing for the upfronts? Yeah, we're, we're excited. This is our second official time being part of the new fronts. And, and um, I can't give away too much. So we'll have to tune okay. in to, to check it out in early May. But I'd say our area, we're really focused on two key things. One is just eliminating any hurdles that exist for clients that will hinder their ability to move or to buy TV like they watch TV. And you know what we're hearing from the marketplace is, is advertisers want to want to shift about 20 to 30% of their budgets out of linear spend and into streaming to find the audience that's shifted over. So our number one focus is helping them do that. And there's a few ways that that we're really focused on that. Increased measurement. So one of the, the largest things or one of the main things our advertisers asked for is to our earlier conversation around how many times did we hit Jeffrey's household, right? Like they want to, Coca-Cola wants to understand how many times did my ad hit linear streaming desktop and mobile. And so we're partnering with Nielsen to help bring the first real-time analytics of four screen measurement um, Mm. to the market. And we think that's going to be really game-changing and allow brands to make really educated decisions to follow the consumers wherever they are. It shouldn't matter, you know, 
um, that you should just find them wherever they're viewing, period. Uh, another is increased flexibility. So, you know, we're moving in the right direction with COVID, but brands still want that flexibility to get in and out of market as they need to. And so we're, we're helping brands with that. And what many people don't realize is that linear has been pretty inflexible the way they spend. Cancellation is really difficult to do. You have to cancel a long time in advance. And so we're take, getting rid of that. And then of course, pricing, making it more effect and more efficient to get into the market earlier. And then the second key area of focus for us is products that help advertisers tell a story to Roku households, over 51 million households, um, beyond a 15 or 30 second spot. We believe there's a lot of ways to tell a story to consumers. And it doesn't need to be reliant just on video that's worked in linear. And that could be you know, a brand integration with the new content that we're bringing to the Roku channel. Um, that could be new brand experiences as a consumer enters Roku's home screen to say, hey, here are the places to watch March Madness, for instance, sponsored by TurboTax. And so we just stood up a new brand studio to help brands tell a deeper story across the platform. There's going to be a lot more coming there, too. Very cool. Well, I've always said that if you're part of a company, you need to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, or live the brand. Now, I heard something about your daughter taking it to a whole new level because of a Roku screensaver. Can you tell me about that story? Yeah, we, uh, so um, my daughter is now almost three. I'm like hoping she doesn't come barging in at any moment. You know, That's now. okay. You know, it's part, it's part of the new way we do business. It's we love it. It's great. It's great. You know what? We used to be at a time where we, we, oh, don't, don't show them. Don't. It's part of life. It's just absolutely wonderful. So no problem. Yeah. A hundred percent. She's, um, yeah. Just trying to keep her off camera. She's, uh, loving the attention that she's getting. So that's, uh, uh, yeah. So of course she grew up with the Roku device. Um, I'm very thankful for Disney plus coming when it did during COVID for my life. Good Uh, timing. Yeah. Good timing. Um, but one of the Roku screensavers is a really awesome looking aquarium. And so, you know, when we weren't watching TV, it would just be in the background. So, you know, one of her first words was just like fish, fish. She's watching go through. And then it was Nemo, Nemo, and then Nemo stuck. And so it was, uh, she's been interacting with her Roku device since uh, really, really early on. She's now a pro at finding her favorite Paw Patrol episodes and others. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for joining us. We've been talking with Allison Levine, Roku's Vice President of Global Ad Revenue and Marketing Solution. We've been talking about all things Roku. And thanks for the team putting together a great device to get a lot of great content out there, including stuff from C-Suite TV. So thanks very much for joining us right here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned in the show. And with Allison, wow. I did not know they were able to match the data as much as they're matching the data. Of course, I should have thought about that. But, you know, I'm not a CMO like I used to be where I would just be singly focused on that. So, you know, that's why it's helpful that we know and collect and you get all this data by having data and then acting on it. You get to drive sales. Did you hear her talk about the sales driving 250% increase over their budget? Wow. Holy or something along those lines. It was big. All I know, 250%. That's big. Makes my makes me notice. And that's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Hey, don't forget, tell your friends that you heard about this show and it's worth listening. So pass it on and tell them to listen to C-Suite Radio and All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. 
You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.